0: It was an honor to meet with Sydney and Darren. Theirs is a spiritual journey, and their decision to continue with the pregnancy is certainly inspiring and courageous. The baby was diagnosed with a lobar, holoprosencephaly, a certain fatal condition. They were told the baby may not survive the pregnancy, and if she was delivered, wouldn't live very long. The decision to press forward has impacted all who know them. Sydney and Darren, thank you for meeting with me. When did you find out that your baby had a problem? How did the doctor introduce the concept of abortion, and what were you thinking through this process?
1: Um, I was at my 20-week ultrasound appointment. Uh huh. It's called alobar holoprosencephaly. It's a big term, but pretty much what it means is there was no separation between the left and right sides of the brain. Um, yeah, it's. It is, it, they found it through the ultrasound. Um, it's actually very commonly linked to trisomy 13. Um, and so that's what they thought it was at first. But after I took the NIPT test, it, was, it wasn't It was trisomy 13, 18, or uh, trisomy 21, wasn't any of those. So it could still be genetic. We were gonna do um, more testing later, but we just decided not to.
2: He, so what happened was we went to the ultrasound and she was doing it like, a normal ultrasound and then it took a little bit longer and at the end she just kind of turned to us and said I'm sorry but there's something you know we found out that it was a girl and then she turned to us and said there's something that's a little different but I don't know what it is I'm gonna go have the doctor look at something so we'll be back and so she left and then a few minutes later the doctor came in and he said yeah there's something that's you know off The heart looks good, but there's just something in the brain that we're, there's just something off that we can tell, and so we want you to go to a specialist, and we'll try to get you in as soon as we can. Um, They said most of the time it's usually two weeks out, uh, just because it's a busy kind of area, but they said we'll try to get you in as soon as we can, and so we actually got lucky. Uh, About an hour or so later, the hospital called us and said, we have a spot that just opened up um, so you can come in. So we were able to go in and the specialist, he did kind of another ultrasound. Um, It took a little bit longer. Once again, he was just, he's specialized in this and reading ultrasounds and um, he looked at it and then he went into more detail and kind of explain more things. As we were doing the ultrasound he said yeah there's definitely something wrong with the brain. As you can tell usually there's a separation with your baby she doesn't have a separation. Um, And then after that we went into his office and he went over different scenarios of what we the options that we had and the first option that he brought up was um aborting the baby
1: but it's interesting and i don't know if it's just because that wasn't in my radar at all but i could i didn't catch on to that he was doing it very subtly i would say he said you know we will talk about different options you you know you can come back and we'll talk about options that you have and he just kept talking about these options and and i can't even remember the word that he said that i was like oh my gosh he's talking about abortion yeah but I, I don't, it was, he was he was doing it very subtly.
2: And subtly and he was going really, really fast and even explaining what what our daughter had, I felt like he was kind of explaining it pretty quick. And we didn't know if, at that time, I, I felt like we didn't know if we had a day with her, if we had a year with her, if we had, you know, we didn't know how much time we had with her. But then he said, after, after he talked for 10 minutes, he finally said, it's fatal. And so that's when, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> like it was interesting, but he presented that, that there was a, um, abortion. So baby
1: will not live long after birth.
2: Yeah, and then he presented abortion, and like, you know, you said it was subtle and kind of, I don't know what the word is for it, but smooth, and then the other option is the one that we chose.
1: When I, I asked, I said, what what's the likelihood that she'll make it to birth? I, I just want to hold her, I want to see her. And then he said, you know, the probability's high. But I I, I do feel like the first option he brought up was abortion.
2: Yeah. I, I, I felt, at first I felt like he kind of, like that's what he wanted. Like that's what he was trying for. But then I think after he saw that we, you know,
1: and like we had no clue anything was wrong like i didn't i wasn't even aware that the ultrasound was taking longer and usually the ultrasonographers actually aren't supposed to say anything but we were so grateful that she did because right at the end as he said she was like i'm so sorry something's not right with the brain and so i don't know it was more it was just shocking it was not what i was expecting at all
0: tell about the delivery when you had a chance to hold her and the reaction of your family
1: she came at 37 weeks we were induced because her head started to get big and they were worried that i would have to go c-section if we went full term but i mean she went full term in that she went 37 weeks um no they didn't really check long they they were looking at everything else and she looked pretty much on schedule with my due date so they thought it would be safe yeah yeah my my parents live in um, linden as well and so they were able to be there as well. So we, we, you know, went in for the inducement and um, labor went pretty smoothly towards the end. Her heart kept dipping and that was really stressful to me because I just wanted her, I just wanted to hold her. I'd gone nine months. You know, I'd spent the time creating that little body in there and I wanted to, I wanted to enjoy seeing her alive. Um, and so they, you know, would put fluid back into me and she, she did finally come. Um, I still wasn't sure if she was going to make it through birth, because sometimes they don't. The labor's too stressful for them, but she came out and I heard her little sob and so I started sobbing because I was like, she made it, like that's that's what I wanted. They took her over and um, started helping her with their breathing, because she wasn't breathing very well. And I just tried to tune it out. I think that's the hardest 15 minutes I've ever had to listen to in my life. <laughs> um, but. There was the top neonatologist in the area he was there and he helped her he helped her he got her breathing and so they put her in my arms and it was just, just instant love for her they moved us to another room and first we just had our parents and my my kids there i just wanted her to meet her siblings so bad i, I in fact i hadn't wanted to intubate her at first because i just wanted her life on earth to be just loves and cuddles and not having doctors poke and prod her but when he said she wasn't breathing we need to intubate her I was like you know what yes we do because she needed to meet her siblings and so we held her and then his siblings came and some of my siblings came and they all got to meet her she lived five and a half hours yeah and I have I have younger siblings I'm actually the second oldest of ten and so only some of, only, of, <laughs> only some of the older ones came because we thought we didn't know what she was going to look like. We actually had no clue, and I didn't know if it was going to scare anybody, but she actually was beautiful. <laughs> My kids loved her.
0: If you would be so kind, please tell me the impact that Grace's birth had. I think she blessed everyone's life that she came in contact with.
2: I think everyone that held her or was around her was, has changed. Our two-year-old son, I don't think he really understood... Um, at the time but I think um, he talks about her now and he he knows that she's his sister and our four-year-old loves her to death.
1: (laughs) When we were in the hospital room our four-year-old kept saying Grace loves me, Grace loves me from across the room even and and she came in and um, she just she just loved her she wanted to show her her dolly she wanted to they had matching bracelets and she was so excited about that she just couldn't kiss her enough she just adored every bit of her and I mean her her nose was deformed she only had one nostril she had a very large head her eyes were close together I mean she wasn't a normal-looking baby but my kids didn't care one bit I think they could just feel how sweet she was and and that she was their sisters they were just all all excitement it's interesting because even even just that five and a half hours man it it was so like I'll never forget that experience and holding her and loving her and we were able to get video and that we can watch and I can just remember how sweet she was and but also it wasn't just those five hours it was even the 24 hours after that it was the week after that it's been ever since I thought that it was going to be really weird after she passed away that it would be holding a you know a dead baby I thought that was going to be really hard. And it was so interesting because there was still so much comfort in just holding her little body. I still felt very much at peace about the whole thing. And, and I still, she was still my little baby that I was holding. Um, and even my, he was 17 at the time, my 17-year-old brother, he um, came and helped dress her for burial. And, you know, you'd think that a teenage boy, all oh, emotions are, up, you know, beneath him or anything, <laughs> but... After, after we had left, he looked at us in tears and said, thank you so much for letting me come. And he said, "It's definitely it was a different experience holding her because he wasn't able to come to the hospital. And even though I mean she, that was six days after she had died, but he got to hold her. And he still he said it was so it was different holding her. Thank you so much.
0: Do you regret your decision?
1: I don't regret it one bit. Not not aborting. I mean, if I if I had, I, I can't imagine how I would be right now because I've see I received so much comfort in the fact that I held her and I have pictures of her around the house and." and I can watch and I'd say I mean I was the one carrying her you know for nine months and for half that time knowing that she wasn't gonna live longer or or she may pass at any moment really and so I just I was like I have to cherish every moment so I would sing to her I'd talk to her as she kicked (laughs) we went on hikes together we went camping so that she could be go camping with us Um, So doing lots of those things, and as Darren said, there's there's hard times, but I've realized that even the hard times were glorious in a sense, because there was so much beauty coming through, and it's hard to necessarily predict that, or to see what glorious things will come through the hard times, but even the hardest moments were beautiful. We like talking about it, I think, because we really do feel that it changed our lives for good, and we want people to know that.
2: Everyone's situation's going to be different. Everyone's going to go through something different than us, even if it's the same, I don't know, symptoms, If even if it's a alobar holoprosencephaly or trisomy 13, whatever it is, it's going to be a different thing, but it's going to be worth it. The best thing, I think, for us is we had family. Having our family around us and being able to have good neighbors and the support that we got it was, it
0: was amazing. So, What advice would you give others facing a similar journey?
1: If you want to carry that baby then you carry that baby and you hang out with people who will support you in that. My mom even threw me a baby shower and well it was called showering Sydney with love because she was gonna throw me a baby shower but then we found it all out and, and so people just came and they hugged me and they made a scrapbook for me of things that were comforting to them and they gave me necklaces of you know you know this one has a G on it and a little ring that she wore and so just people were, were on our side they were on our team and they wanted us to have the best experience we could with her and they made sure that, that happened and so we were we were very lucky that we had people who were on our side that we, you know, knew that we wanted to carry term and supported us in that.
0: Tell me again your baby's diagnosis.
1: It's huge. So, and I can even write it down for you if you'd like, but it's alobar holoprosencephaly. So there's holoprosencephaly and that's where the brain doesn't separate and some people can live full lives with it because there's different ranges but a low bar is the most severe so that where there's no separation hmm yes. I was able to actually talk to someone and her baby had lived six weeks but that was even a long time talking to neonatologists most live hours to days if they even make it to birth
0: thank you so much Sydney and Darren your story is inspirational to me and I so appreciate your willingness to share with others